Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's a Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher. Alexander Tossin Rock, Tosopolis, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. Gentlemen, football season's right around the corner. A lot of wide receivers have been given their top fives. Cooper Cup gave his. I believe Jamar Chase gave his on I Am Athlete. And who doesn't love giving a top five list? It's We love making lists. You love it, Nick. Toss loves it. So that's what we're going to do. I think that's today. like the bond for all of us is we love making lists together. We came out to L.A. and – I was like, Josh, like, I don't know you that well, but, you know, I really like making lists. And you're like, dude, me too. We should start a podcast about all the lists that we've made. And here we are over 500 episodes in. Mm -hmm. Think about all the, I mean, realistically, think about all the lists we've done. Our friendship started on when we listed our favorite types of food to order at a Chinese restaurant. That's where Nick and I's friendship, Alex and I was ice cream, very food oriented. Then we went on to discover we all like sports together. And then we formed the charity stripe for anyone that doesn't know how the sausage was made. I don't well, What's your favorite thing to order at a Chinese restaurant? Nick, I don't actually remember that original list we made. I am probably your only Chinese friend, right? That, a quarter Chinese. So yeah. What do you, are you, I, let me guess. Is it, are you pork spare ribs? No, I am not at all. No, I, I don't think I've ever ordered ordered that i've okay. had it before but like yeah. i don't think i'd personally order that um i personally go for salt and pepper shrimp or kung pao beef or kung pao chicken okay 
Nice. Toss, I know you weren't part of this list. Nick was. Again, it was a long time ago. But if you want to weigh in on what your favorite thing to order at a Chinese restaurant was, just before we talk football, we'd love to hear. It's kind of basic, but I'm a, I'm a big orange chicken guy. It's not basic. You know what? That's another thing. It's basic or like, oh, people always get that. Yeah, because it's good. It is really people, good. Yeah, I like to get, get beef lo mein. Yeah. I like to get beef lo mein and mix the orange chicken in with the lo mein. That's um, that's nice. As opposed to like the orange chicken with the rice. I like orange chicken with rice. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But um, something about the lo mein noodles just really does it for me. Lo mein noodles hit Diffy and everybody knows it. I'm sure like obviously you guys are waiting a bated breath to hear what I like. And I alluded to it earlier. And that would be the pork spare ribs. All right. Now let's talk some football. You can finally eat those now too. You took I a two-year break of, of meat. I did take a two-year break of meat. And a different conference. Yeah, it's been an interesting road back, but I feel good to be back in the meat gang. I've eaten so much Chick Fil A since I've been back that it's unseeny. Um, okay, guys, let's talk football. The top fives are generally gonna be what they're gonna be across the board. I feel like there's not gonna be that that many surprises. So our little hitches, we're gonna throw like two or three guys we think can work their way in. Some guys may be as expected. So if you have a top five and one guy's left off the list, that could be worked in there. But also, guys, maybe you feel, hey, they're not getting enough love and, you know, some shot in the darks, some dark horses to get involved in the top five. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Yep. Keep it simple. Nick, I'll go to you, then Ooh. toss, and then I'll close that out. So quarterbacks, I know, Nick, we will we'll get to you for receivers. We'll start again with you there first. That's your position of, uh, of expertise. But we'll go quarterbacks with you first. Top five QBs going into the season. and Three guys you think can work their way into the top five for you. Okay. Yeah. So I've got... Patrick Mahomes at number one. I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people probably are sleeping on him for some weird reason because they were sleeping on him last year and they're putting Allen or Rogers ahead of him or sometimes even Herbert ahead of him, but it's still Patrick Mahomes. He's mm-hmm. still one of the most talented players in all the NFL. There's a reason why he's got $500 million on that contract. Yeah. I think that he prevails and becomes that top guy again um, and really lights the AFC on fire. Number two, I do have Josh Allen just because he took him so far last year, put the whole entire team on his back and his versatility to run the ball, but also have that big playability with his arm. Um, Number three, I got Aaron Rodgers. How can you not have the two-time reigning MVP in your top five? Uh, Number four, I got Justin Herbert. I don't know why I put Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, not even just my my bias. Uh, he he put together the two greatest seasons by a first and second year player that anyone's ever seen. Broke records. Statistically. Touchdowns, yards. Yeah, statistically. And, look, I mean, he was this close to being in the playoffs last year. If his coach maybe made a better decision, maybe he would be in the playoffs. And who, mm-hmm. who knows how far they would have gone. You know, teams definitely get hot. Um but that's moment number four, and then he can definitely work his way up there as well. I mean, he's definitely a sneaky um, favorite of mine to to take the MVP. He's got good odds at betonline.ag. Um, and then number five, I got Joe Burrow, the the, the kid also returning to the Super Bowl um, or from the Super Bowl. I think uh, you know, fully healthy, back a second year. He's got another year to to mold all of his receivers together. Um, you know, it's it's just another year of. Of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and and uh, Jamar Chase. 
and some quick finger work because we're live on YouTube right now. I know this is our 1090 episode, but our quick finger work and toss. Is that you doing that? Somebody else is in here doing that. Wow. Very interesting. All right. We have a full on ticker. Um, we have a full on ticker uh, right now going on uh, down below. I'll give mine next. Uh, my top five. It there's pretty similar, uh, pretty similar top five for me. I have Rogers one back to back MVPs. Very tough to not give him the number one slot going into the season. I have Mahomes at two until he falls off a cliff. I have Tom Brady at three. Obviously, I'm buying into the Josh Allen hype. I have him at four, and I know your boy Herbert. Uh, is is fantastic was very close to going to the playoffs last year has put up two unbelievably great statistical years but one guy did go to the playoffs last year and he went to the super bowl as well and that's joe burrow so i have him at five so my top five would be rogers mahomes brady allen burrow toss kicking it to you um i've got a little bit of of both of y'all's lists on on mine i've got rogers at the one spot i agree with you josh i I can't really see anyone else at that slot just because of the the back-to-back mvps what he's done for as long as he's done and it doesn't seem like he's slowing down i've got mahomes at two the distinction between him and josh allen for me is that he's won super bowl uh he's been to two allen still is yet to get there but they're they're neck and neck at the two and then three fourth i've got nick sky i've got justin herbert the, the talent is it's very real and mm-hmm. he's going into year three. I expect, you know, even better play from him this year. And then at five, I have, you know, the respect play with Brady because until he shows me otherwise, you know, he almost threw for a career high touchdown number last year. Like mm-hmm. we can't forget how good he was. So those are, those are my five. Um, I did like for all of these lists, I did a, what do I think right now going into the season? What do I, where do I think it's going to get? And in my five uh, at the end of the season, I think Burrow is going to be in there. And I think okay. Brady, this is the year where I don't think he's going to have a bad year. I just think that what Burrow is going to be able to do with that, that team getting better, getting older, um, him having, you know, more time to establish a connection with T Higgins, who he really came on strong with at the end of that season actually had a higher target share than Jamar Chase, as effective as Jamar Chase was. Mm. Um, who, you know, Jamar Chase was the best deep ball receiver in the league last year. And then the other guy that I'll throw out there who I, I don't want us to sleep on because he's he's still only 33, but I think Russell Wilson could put together a season mm. where ah, I stole mine. where for the next three years, he's back into he still has so much of his prime left to play. And now he's finally in a good situation for him with the with an all-encompassing holistic team that can do it on both sides of the football. I think that Russell Wilson could easily end up back in our top five quarterback discussions by the end of the season. Love that. I'll say my quick guys, I think can get in there. Herbert. I left him off the list. He's probably right in there for me. Lamar. You guys know how I feel about the Ravens heading into the season. And then I'm with you on Russell Wilson. I think he's my, my, those are my top three, Nick real quick. Who are your top three guys that can break into the top five and then toss. I'll go back to you for running backs. Got to go Brady. Number one. I mean, yeah, obvious reasons uh lamar jackson number two and then you've got some uh, you got some stake and some shares on this island Derek carr island uh whoa pairing up with Devontae adams again and obviously darren waller getting fully healthy and hunter renfro that uh could be very very good for Derek carr 
I don't think I have stake there. I think I have some like you know picket signs there in the past. Nick, you're the one that has stake there. I'm in it though. I'm like, what do you mean? This is I, I have not been vocal about being on his side, but you've been vocal about the Raiders being like a team that you've ironically because your dad supports them a little bit. Am I correct in that feeling? Yeah, your dad supports them a little. So there, there have been a team that you've always had your eye on. I think we all are starting to buy a little stock in Derek Carr. I feel like this is like Dogecoin for us. We're like testing the waters. Like, can this thing really explode? And the, and the potential's there. If Elon Musk tweets about Derek Carr, maybe we'll have an unbelievable season. All right, Toss, top five running backs real quick. And then give the other guy I'll mention. Yeah. The other guy I'll mention alongside Derek Carr, because I think he's in a similar boat, but in a slightly different position where Derek Carr's offensive weapons have gotten a lot better. I think the DAC have gotten worse. But mm. he's the the same kind of Good shout talent out. level as Derek Carr, where I think like we're gonna be looking. Uh, he's gonna have a huge microscope on him this this next year, and can he become like a top seven quarterback? And of course, if Dak's playing well, because he's on the Cowboys, people will talk about him as a top five quarterback, right? Whether he is from a talent standpoint or not. Um, I'll get into the running backs though. At the one, I have Jonathan Taylor. At the two, I have. Derrick Henry, then I've got Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, then Christian McCaffrey. That's my mm. list. McCaffrey at the five. Okay. Yes. I, I have solely Henry. because of yeah. time that he spent on the field. Okay. I have Henry at the one. When he is healthy to me, he is the best running back. I have at the two, Jonathan Taylor was absolutely phenomenal last season. No one can argue that. At the three, again, when on the field, obviously he spent time, you just mentioned, off the field with injuries. Christian McCaffrey is one of the most dynamic offensive players we've seen in the last decade. Top five, I would say, in that category, potentially. I love what Dalvin Cook did last year when he was on the field. You know, it's with the running backs, it's always when they're on the field. These guys get banged up a lot. But when Dalvin's on the field, he again is a very dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands. And there's a lot of pressure on this Vikings team now because not to cheat myself, but they have two guys in the top five at wide receiver and at running back and, you know, running backs shelf life, as we know, is not very long. This is the time for that offense to strike and strike now, especially with green Bay losing Devonte Adams. Uh, then I have at the five spot. Uh, this is a lot of stock I'm buying on this island this season. Uh, it's Alvin Kamara. And I think that, People forgot about him last year. And again, another guy who was absolutely dynamic two years ago with 16 rushing touchdowns. I'm not saying he gets back there, but I think, again, with the guy with the ball in his hands, is a threat to make a big play at any moment or at least get good chunk yardage. I love Alvin Kamara. Nick, top five. And then kick us with your three guys that can get in. Yeah, so Don Taylor, number one, he had an outstanding season and stayed healthy. Number two, Nick Chubb. Let's see what mm -hmm. happens with Kareem Hunt. Let's see if they, um, you know, don't give him as many carries or if he gets traded. I mean, they say they're not going to trade him, but that might take away some carries from him. Um, but Nick Chubb also is um, a big force to be reckoned with. Number three, Derrick Henry. I mean, it's hard to resist him with that big frame and just how he dominates, but he did come off that injury. So um, I kind of put the guys that have injuries a little bit lower. Fair. Um, number four, I took Austin Eckler. Look, he had just as many touchdowns last season as Jonathan Taylor. And now he gets a guy to spell him in the backfield and Isaiah Spillers to give him some plays off. So I think he stays fully healthy and definitely keeps uh, turning up the gear here for the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Number five, Dalvin Cook is electric, but the injury history, again, bugs me a little bit. Um, the guys I can sneak in, of course, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I got uh, 
Harris from the Steelers, mm-hmm. and I've got um, Williams from the Broncos, Javante mm-hmm. Williams. And I, yeah, I felt I left Javante Williams and Najee off. Obviously, those guys are unbelievable, and they could totally sneak in. I tried to get a little spicier with things. Um, for me, you guys mentioned him, Nick Chubb. It was tough to leave him off. Th- it's tough to I leave Eckler a- off. To- I think it's a mistake that you have Nick Chubb off your top. I think it's a mistake too. It's just tough though for me because I love Kamara so much. I love Eckler too, friend of the pod. The next two guys I'm throwing out there are complete wild cards, and I'll give you a quick, quick analysis on why I like them. One guy, and this I'm going all in on him this year, AJ Dillon. I think the Packers are going to run the you know what out of the football, and nothing against Aaron Jones. I think this is the year that AJ Dillon could break out it's in year three we saw derrick henry kind of move things he's a massive running back and we saw him kind of move not slowly but at a different pace in his first couple seasons and then year three or four he kind of breaks out i love that for aj Dillon. i think they're really going to control the clock run the football everyone's making a big hoopla of who aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to and i think he's going to put the ball in the running back's hands because both those guys are dynamic and i think again five plus yards per carry when he's on the fields injuries were a big issue for him last year but they add aj brown they have devonta smith goddard's a great tight end and i think this is the year that miles sanders puts it all together and i think he has a nice season Toss, I know you're shaking your head uh, over there. Uh, he, Miles Sanders, I mean, we talked about running back health. Miles Sanders truly has shown that he cannot stay healthy. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a real shame because he is such a dynamic playmaker. That is a great question. Does A.J. Dillon love Josh? We know Josh loves A.J. Dillon. Uh, I'm right there with you, Josh. I think this is, I think A.J. Dillon showed in spurts last year when Aaron Jones went down how dominant he can be. Um, he's actually a much better pass pass catching back than people give him credit for. Um, the other guy, I, I have Kamara and I will be in the top five at the at the end of the season because I think you have to kind of acknowledge where he was at the end of the season last year and how people were talking about him. But when you add Olave, when you bring back Michael Thomas, Jameis is healthy now. I think there, there's no question that Kamara should make his return back to top five running backs. Um, another guy I'll throw out there, I think Joe Mixon has a real good shot of, of getting mm, in that top five running him. backs. Um, you know, Zach Taylor really likes relying on that running game to open things up for Joe Burrow. And I think that's going to change this year. Um, just because Joe Burrow is getting more comfortable, they still need to start the offense there. Um, mm-hmm. and then they can be, beat people downfield. And I think, you know, Joe Mixon could be a guy that gets 10 plus, maybe 15 touchdowns this year. And, and I wouldn't be that surprised cause he's a, he's a dynamic playmaker. Um, but yeah, I like, I like those picks, Nick. I really like the Najee pick. He, easily could be a top three running back by the end of this year. And I don't think anybody would be backing an eye. Yeah, no, I agree. He didn't put the ball on the ground last year and they really relied on him to kind of fill the void for James Conner. And, you know, with a new quarterback coming in, they're really going to rely on the the run game here. So um, I think that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I, I let I love the I love the shout out to Mixon. There's a, there's actually a lot of, there's a lot of depth of the running back, and we mentioned Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook's got a brother in the league right now, and apparently he looks good in camp. His name is James, and he plays for the Buffalo Bills. We'll see. It's a major major dark horse. All right, wide receivers, and then we'll save tight ends for segment two, I guess. Uh, wide receivers, my top five: Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson, who I think by the end of the season could be number one. Cooper Cup obviously was incredible last year. I have him at number three. 
Jamar Chase, unbelievable rookie season. Him and Justin Jefferson, they've already been jawing like fun in a fun way. Obviously, former LSU teammates, but who the better receiver is? I have Jamar Chase at four, and at five, this was tough for me. I think he's like the most underrated or underappreciated receiver in the game. I think every year he's phenomenal. People view him as a kind of mid-range kind of guy or because of his big frame as a touchdown machine, but he's so good as a deep threat. I have Mike Evans, my number five. You put on the charity strike poll, do we think Mike Evans finishes top 10 all time? I, I don't think that's possible. But I think you should look at his great. numbers again. I think you should look at his numbers again, and I think I'll kick it to you, Nick, but I think after we're done recording, you should look at his numbers again. That's a well said. Okay, okay. Can I, Nick, before you go with your list, is it – Nick, you have cup one, right? I have the exact same thing Josh has besides number five. So how Devontae can you not have one. Cup as one after he just had he just won the triple crown? I think he's. I'm not saying he's back. the best. I'm not saying he's the best receiver. I just think, like, yeah, but that's the, the season, thing. That's the question. Coming into the season, he's he's the best receiver because he just did. He was the best receiver. But numbers wise, but best who's who are the wide? I'm looking at this is the way I'm looking at it. Who's the wide receiver I want going into this year? The, the the top five in order I would I would want going into this year, Demonte Adams is number one. And you know what? Maybe without Rodgers, we'll look at things differently. There's always obviously that way to play, but from just what we've seen, there's no. There's, there's I, no I, I get what you're saying. saying. I I also, no believe, I also believe Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league, but yeah. he's starting with the new quarterback. Even though it's a guy that he has a lot of rapport with, but he hasn't taken an NFL snap with this guy before. So that's the reason mm-hmm. why I don't an have NFL snap. Nick, but your, he's. Th- He's taking a college. Nick, we're going to have to break through a segment, yeah, so I think we'll wait to get to segment two for your list because we want to get into it a little more, obviously. Yeah, well, uh, I'll just g- give really quickly. Yeah. I have the same top four as you, top five. Um, stay tuned for the next segment to hear my number five. Big to cliffhanger. Number, to hear your number five. But while, before we get to the segment two, I, I do want to say Justin Jefferson from a talent perspective, we talk about guys that are quarterback. We, Derek Carr was mentioned in our top five potential quarterbacks, as was Joe Burrow. One guy that wasn't mentioned was Kirk Cousins, and not that I don't dislike, not that I dislike Kirk Cousins, but imagine what a guy like we say this with certain guys throughout history, like DeAndre Hopkins. Like, imagine what Justin Jefferson, I'll leave it this, can do with a guy who's mentioned in that top five quarterback list. He's so dynamic in every facet of the game. I think this is the year that he breaks out as the number one receiver. That's crazy. The Minnesota Vikings, year after year, if you look go through history, have had guys like Chris Carter and Randy Moss. We're the Charity Stripe. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, Nikki Snackscrider. We'll be back in just a hot second with Nick's top five wide receivers breaking it down. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, Nikki Snackscrider. We left off talking wide receivers top five going into this year. We'll get to guys we think can break in Nick, just so we people remind the people a little bit, your top five wide receivers. We gave you the top four and Nick, you're going to reveal your number five right now. Yeah. So the top four, number one was Devonta Adams. Number two, Justin Jefferson, number three, Cooper cup, number four, Jamar chase have the exact same top four as Josh. Although he had Mike Evans at number five, I'm going with Tyree kill at number five. Made a big splash this offseason getting traded to the Miami Dolphins. Look, Tua and Jalen Waddle had something very special in Miami last season. I think that'll continue. But adding that extra wide receiver that stretches out the field, that can be so dynamic with the ball. I think Tyreek Hill definitely makes some big plays there. I, I don't buy into the fact that, that Mahomes, 
you know, made him the great receiver that he is. He was already great in my opinion. Although Mahomes definitely is one of the best of all time. Um, there might be a slight learning curve to get on the same page as Tua Tagovailoa, but I do buy into Tyreek Hill. And then a couple guys that I think can sneak their way in, and we take that with a grain of salt when I say sneak their way in because they've been in before. Mm. Um, Stephon Diggs, of course. I mean, last year he was one of those guys. Um, A.J. Brown comes to a new team, gets a change in scenery. Um, I think he's motivated. And then number three, toss your boy C.D. Lamb. Uh, you know, he's going to be the top target for Dak here, and he might have to step up in a big way with all the injuries they have right now. Nice. Toss. Nick, we're, we're on the same page with wide receivers, but Toss, we'll go to you because you had some pushback on why neither of us had Cooper Cup at number one, let alone number two even. So your top five, give us your three guys that can get in, and then I'll give you my guys my three that can get in wide receiver. Cool, yeah. Uh, I have Cup at one, then I have Jefferson at two, Chase at three. Devontae at four and I have Diggs at five but this is this is really like it's a power rankings my list is more of a power ranking so mm-hmm. what they did the previous season has a lot to do with it obviously Devonte had a fantastic season but I'm factoring in that he is with Derek Carr that Renfro was a major target there that Waller was a major target there that they like to run the football out with Josh Jacobs um, and that Cooper Cup had one of the best seasons we've ever seen a receiver have and yes, mm-hmm. we had an extra week, but uh, in in the schedule. But I don't want to discredit that. Um, I don't think he's going to be back at the number one slot by the end of this season. I think that with Stafford's health issues and um, you know what teams are going to do defensively to to try and mitigate what Cup can do on the field, he'll take a slight step back. But he's also one of those guys where you can try but you're, you're not going to be able to stop him. You're just going to be able to potentially contain him. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say with, with Cup and with Adams, where I'd like to see Jefferson kind of grow his game, and part of it has to do with the quarterback he's playing with and the other wide receiver personnel on that team. He's not, he's not as savvy as a red zone target right now as Cup and Devontae Adams are. Devontae Adams is automatic in the end zone. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And so is Cooper Cup. When within within five yards, when you only have to run a five to ten yard route, those two guys run better routes than anyone in the NFL. And yeah, I'd like to see Je- Jefferson has good size, so he should be able to be that type of receiver too. I think you know, obviously he has a he's a great threat. So is Chase. Um, Chase is a little bit bigger, but I think for for me, Chase, you know, what he needs to show is he needs to get thirty more targets. He needs to get fifty more targets and thirty more catches rather. Um, he needs to become a possession guy, not just a deep threat guy for mm. him to kind of get into that, that top two, um, potentially vying for the one spot. But I think he has the talent. I like your Jefferson ending up at the the one slot by the end of the season. Um, I love Devonte Adams and then Diggs. I think, you know, he, he had a quote unquote down year last year, but he was still incredibly productive. And I think if he has a, a get right year this year, that's a top three wide receiver in the NFL statistically. So Nick, yeah. I really like your your pick for him, um, especially with that air raid offense in, in Buffalo. Uh, CD I think is worth mentioning as well. AJ's a little tough for me because of Hurts. I I just don't know. Like at this point, as from a passing standpoint, I think that Tannehill is a better quarterback than than Hurts is. But Hurts is so young that he has so much room for progress. Um, I'm trying to think of any other guys that could 
could kind of sneak in there. Mike Evans, obviously, I think is is worth noting. Josh, you already, you already I would, had. I would just. Those. I would just yeah. say like with Hertz that his improvisational skills and being able to to move around the pocket and get out and throw on the run help and benefit AJ Brown because you know if the play breaks down AJ just breaks off his route and he can dump it off um and that creates for more big plays and then my pushback on Diggs is that there's been games where where Stefan Diggs has like two catches or like three catches and that's nothing that's nothing, you know, to his fault. It's the fact that Josh Allen rushes the ball for 20 times, right? Or or like they just they don't throw it enough. So that's all scheme and play. And so he is a great receiver, but you know, in terms of a top five power rankings, it's hard for me to put him in there just because sometimes he has those games where there's literally yeah. no productivity. And that's not his fault. Yeah, I think I think reevaluating my like coming in list, I'd probably take Diggs off of that and have him where you had him. Is I think he can be back in there because from a right. talent standpoint, I think he he certainly has the skill set. Um, Tyreek Hill, the improvisational thing is interesting because I. I'm a little bit worried about Tua's ability to find him on those improvisational routes where Tyreek was so successful with Patrick Mahomes. No one was better at getting out of the pocket and then slinging it 50 yards, 60 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill, who at that point no better combo space. Yeah, there's exactly. no better combo so, between those two. So I have no doubt that he can hit him on the quick slants. I have no doubt that he can hit him um, on those screen passes, and then it's just Tyreek, do your thing. But I, I'm really going to be honing in on if Tua can escape out of the pocket and make Tyreek and show off what Tyreek really can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would love to throw, I mean, I'm all in on CD lamb. You guys know that I'm where you are with I'm where everyone is with digs. Two guys I want to throw out two former top five guys. One guy suspended Deandre Hopkins. I think that's going to get reduced to four games. Apparently he looks good in camp. He's a Buckeye. So I'm riding with him. Michael Thomas. Don't be surprised. If MT makes a comeback this year and the biggest wild card I'll ever throw out. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Okay. Tight ends guys. Let's get to tight. <laughs> Let's I love, I do love hop and, and I love I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, I just love also saying his name. I hope me. Anyway, tight ends. This one's, this one's easy, right? Yeah. yeah like, super easy. So I'll just, I'll go first. Go, got, just go. Yeah. Sling it. Kelsey Kittle. Um, Andrews, Waller, Pitts. That's my list. I think we all probably had the same list, but just it's in different orders. Right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. I have Kel. Wait, wait, wait. Can you give me yours again? Just one more time. Kelsey, one. Kittle, two. Andrews, three. Again, this is power ranking. So a lot of this is coming off of his performance last year. Waller, four. Then Pitts, five. Um, Mine's different, but similar. I have the same top three. I have Pitts at four. I've got her at five. Nick? Um, I've got the same as uh, Toss. However, it's just in different order. I've got Kelsey one, Waller two, Andrews three, Kittle four, Pitts five. Kittle four? Classic me disrespecting Waller, Nick putting him high. Classic Nick disrespecting Kittle, me putting well, him high. That's I mean, right there. Kittle's got a guy who hasn't played in the league very long and Trey Lance throwing to him. Yeah, I have Waller in the, the outside looking in at the five, six slot. I think it's a mistake. Okay, that's fine. I know I know you think it's a mistake. You I mean, the, look, they were double teaming him a lot. Now, who's going to want to double team him when there's Devonta Adams on the field? Sure, 100%. That's a fair way to look at it. I have, at the, I have Hawkinson getting in there. 
Like you guys know, I love TJ Hawkinson. And look, I love a tight end that can do it all. Block, receive. That's why I have Kittle at two. So I still will always herald Rob Gronkowski as the GOAT, not even because I'm a Patriots fan. Um, even though Kelsey's phenomenal, and Tony Gonzalez and Tony Gooby could go on and on about it. Pat Freermuth, Pittsburgh Steelers, is a guy I want to throw out there. Unbelievable. He's a good blocker and unbelievable at contested catches. He's a real force. And I think he's going to get – look, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens has been getting great love in camp. Uh, I think Claypool still got some talent. Najee Harris. I think I think we're going to see something really interesting at the quarterback position in Pittsburgh. Big Ben was so terrible last year, and they still made the playoffs. We, You may see a Tannehill-like resurgence by number 10, Mitchell Trubisky. Wow. There's a there's a reason you took him at number two, and I think they just failed him in Chicago. I'm not saying he's going to be an elite quarterback. I'm just saying that he has more of a chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL than let's say a guy like Sam Darnold. I I like your I like your uh, your Muth pick for sure. Um, I just think that he can't do the same thing as at least my top four guys, even my top five guys can do from a yak standpoint. After the catch, he's not as he's not as good as Kelsey or Kittle or Waller or Andrews. He's just not as those guys. Um, he's not as fast. You're right. He can do it all, except Kelsey can – what do you have, like a 60-yard touchdown last year? I mean, it was as long as of his career. I love Muth. I love the Muth, though. He's a great red zone target, Josh. So is Hawkinson. I worry what they can do after the catch. Not worry, but it, that's my like point of contention why they're not those other guys to me. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I've got three guys that can sink their way in. Hawkinson, of course. I mean, we loved him last season. And if he didn't get hurt, um, you know, in the middle of the season, maybe he even is in the top five. Uh, Knox, number two, big red zone target for Josh Allen. I mean, he loved him, and I think that just continues. And then number three, this is a, this is a sneaky one. Justin Herbert targeted tight ends 137 times last season. That's okay. It's a lot. That's that a lot. That he they actually get an upgrade from Jared Cook to um, Everett, so I think that that's potentially a sneaky tight end to work his way in there, just, well, just in terms of targets. If you're gonna throw that guy in there, then I have to throw it out Dalton Schultz too, because that guy actually could lead tight ends in receptions, and I wouldn't be surprised. He's got a he's got a great mind meld with Dak Prescott, um, and is just a receptions beast. So like. If you're a PPR guy and you're and you're not the type to take a tight end in your top three picks, we're talking fantasy here, and you want to wait on a tight end, I think Dalton Schultz is a big is a good pick there. If Gerald Everett is a top five fantasy tight end, I will do a reverse dinner at any restaurant you want. Cake, steak, salad. Cake, no steak, and salad. In that order, we could be at the nicest place ever, and I'll order that in the reverse dinner. I'll reverse dinner myself. I mean, I already owe somebody else a reverse dinner. So at this point, what's what's there to lose? Um, all right, great top five guys. Toss, we'll kick it to you, man. We'll let you lead the charge on baseball on any shoutouts. We have to give some advertisers, yeah. of course. Um, but yeah, we, sh- we shout out man. we shout out our wonderful sponsors, BetOnline.ag. But I'll just mm-hmm. plug them again here. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe Fifty. Get fifty percent off on your first deposit. Um, Plenty of fun bets there. You can bet on the the rest of the MLB season. You can bet on who's going to win the World Series. Um, Nick, I want to start with you. Since acquiring Soto, you know it started rocky, but I think that you know that that Manny Machado walk off 
and and winning that game the other night. Do you think that kind of flipped the tide a little bit and hopefully that momentum can can progress and take this Padres team where they need to go and prime them for the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, look, they were on a five-game losing streak. Um, you know, during that losing streak, they had, I think, a 23 or 24-inning scoreless streak. They had a tough stretch against the Dodgers, and then they got shut out one to nothing against the Giants in the first game of the series. And then the resurgence of the offense came back. Um, the shaky part is is they were up 3-1 in that game, too, and Josh Hader gave up three runs to blow the lead. So that's the only reason Manny Machado had to hit that walk off, but it's definitely kind of the kick in the butt that the team needs, right. To kind of feel the fire and give them the motivation that they need. Um, and then in game two, the offense explodes for 13 runs. So 20 runs in 18 innings is, is something nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that, you know, it is the giants who are sub 500, but they've got another series coming up against the nationals. That is another sub 500 team. So hopefully they ride that momentum and, you know, Juan Soto gets probably a, a, a nice welcome back home. I mean, the fans can't be mad at him for leaving, but at the same time, like they got to understand, I feel bad for Luke Voigt. He's going to look across the dugout and see his old team. And then after that Washington series, we go to my, we go to Miami and then, we come back again for Washington. So it's a good stretch of games coming up that Miami rotation is good, but you know, they're very beatable. They're also sub 500. So, you know, we want to, we want to go in there and, and just keep the momentum going and see if we can chip away at that wild card standing. Mm-hmm. Miami stinks offensively. They do. Let's just, let's just say what it is. The, the NL is hot though. That's the only scary thing about it. like the Padres can get hot, but every other team is scorching hot as well. If you look at the wild card spots, I think the Brewers are falling off. I think they we've said it time and time again, they were beyond asleep at the wheel, dangerously so at the wild card. I mean at the trade deadline. They're gonna miss the playoffs. The Phillies, you guys get Tatis Jr. back, but the Phillies are gonna get Bryce Harper back. Reese Hoskins, I don't know. For years I've been saying Reese Hoskins is gonna be amazing. And finally in the second half, he's absolutely been a monster real muto has been unbelievable their one two of wheeler and nola is extremely dangerous and then you have the braves who i will say looked very human against the new york mets who in their own right might be the hottest team in baseball outside the dodge them and the dodgers are scorching hot uh cody bellinger maybe turning it around uh hey, joey gallo hit a home run too look i don't want to i don't want to put this out there but if both of those guys are hot for the next 50 games coming into the playoffs, we saw what Cody did last year, two years ago, that could make a huge impact for this team and take some pressure off of guys like Justin Turner, who hasn't had a great season. So I, yeah, the, the Dodgers, the Phillies, the the Padres, I mean, you're talking about three teams, right? They're the Braves, four teams that just have unlimited bats at their disposal, which means so much because there's so many good pitchers. And obviously the Mets have the, the dynamic one-two punch. Josh, what do you think? Take to the American League for a second mm. here. Are the Astros primed to be nearly waltzing into the World Series? Uh, it's a two-horse race. Got it. And it's one the of the Yankees. horses, and one of the horses is is severely injured right now. Yeah, not, not from uh, actual injury perspective, but the horse isn't trotting as fast as it usually does. No, and that would be the horse up in the Northeast. I assume you're alluding to. Yep. Well, that's why I even asked the question. So, yeah. No, you're you, right. You I still mean, feel they are vi- a viable contender 
and just as as good of a team to beat out Houston for the race um, to the World Series on the AL side. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees could go to the World Series and I wouldn't bat an eyelid for sure. They are not as good as the Houston Astros, and I've been saying that for a long time. They don't have the rotation. And again, in the playoffs, going into the playoffs this year, who would I rather have, Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole? It's a no contest. It's Justin Verlander. Valdez has been phenomenal. Or Quiddy had a rough start his last time out, but he's really nice. Garcia, their bullpen is sweet. Their lineup is ferocious. The Yankees have the MVPs minus 450 right now. Aaron Judge is minus, it's a lock. It's almost, and, and, and considering what Otani's done on the mound and at B, I mean, dude, like he pitched like six, like shutout or one run innings the other day and hit a home run. It was crazy. And still the MVP is Aaron Judge. The Yankees can still do it. The Twins, the Guardians, the White Sox, whoever comes out of the AL Central, pat them, pat yourself on the back. The Mariners are just going to be happy to get in there. The Blue Jays, for as much talent as on the roster, just can't seem to quite click that second gear. And then that's it. Like, we're talking about the Rays and the Orioles. I mean, you don't have the bloodbath that's going to be the NL. And that could be in Houston's favor. Houston will have a bye, so they avoid that three-game. That's a th- There's a three-game playoff, best of three for the wild card round. Then you enter the best of five. They're as lethal as anybody in a best of five. And then it gets even more lethal in a best of seven. The Astros can make quick work in the first playoff series. They'll get the rest. They'll make quick work in the first playoff series they have. And then if they do meet the Yankees, like Clay Holmes showing he's human, Mr. Cortez is nice, you Mm -hmm. know, obviously, but they've lost Severino. He's injured. I mean, Stanton's hurt, you know, LeMahieu has been really good. Judge, again, like I've said, has been unbelievable. But the, the Astros lineup is is like the Padres. It's murderer's row. But the NL is extremely interesting, uh, in my opinion. I'll, I'll really quickly. I'll, yeah, sorry, Nick. I, I just want to throw a quick stat out there. The Yankees are 12 and 18 in their last 30 games. So They're human. They're human. That is, that is something that's really – it's uh, it's it's scary. I mean, for for the Yankees to, to be so – they have so many players on their team that are worth so much and – even them, they have these these cold streaks, and if they get cold at the wrong time, then they can get bounced in the first round. Absolutely, yeah. You know what's not cold? What produces some sound? Sonos Ray. Mm. Uh, you should go to Sonos's website, and if you need a new soundbar that you want to hook up to your TV or just a speaker for your place while you're cooking or whatever, cleaning, um, Go get Sonos Ray. Nick is actually about to get Sonos Ray today. Install it, which takes about five minutes. He's going to be so excited to listen to that crisp, clear sound of the Sonos Ray. Uh, check it out. We, we love Sonos, and we love the listeners. We love the listeners. Mm-hmm. We love the listeners. We love Sonos. And before we rock and roll, I want to throw out a crazy bet. We love Red. Sotos. Sotos. S-O-T-O-S. Sotos. I want to throw out a crazy bet for MVP. Nolan Arenado. I'll leave it at that. All right, fans out there. Drag both feet in bounds. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they are free. And hit your free throws, guys. Why? Because they're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.